Welcome to the Andre and the Crew Podcast. Your host today is Mr. Andre Green. And we are back for video number three of the all NBA all-time players per position. And we're looking at the small forward position. Of course, if you have not checked out the point guards and shooting guards, that's what you need to look at those to see where Andre ranks your uh, players at. And of course, if you have if you have players in those positions, not players all not be saying, don't come through and say, man, why ain't Vince Carter a small forward? Because he's not a small forward. He played majority of his position as shooting guard. Don't come through and say, well, I think, well, I think, uh, something, blah 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 should be here. Why? Well, what he did on I don't care what he did outside. Of the arena, if it's not on the court, if it's not part of, I mean, it's not in the NBA career. I do not care what they do outside of their own personal life. And yes, that includes charity work. That includes um, everything. I don't know. It's a lot. Of, a lot of stuff is out there. I, I don't. I understand that, that plays sometimes a place in a factor. But if when you if you play that into a factor, you're overshadowing. You're overshadowing their NBA career. I'm not. I don't want to look at that. I want to look what they did on the court. What teams they played for, what made them such a superstar in your opinion, and why they should be over whoever you think they should be over. They are personal opinions of mine. Yes, I've done the research to an extent. Yes, I've checked out other articles, and yes, I've seen everybody else's list because I like to see what where the p- people have certain players rank. If if you got it better, let me know. Now, small forward list at number ten, Paul Pierce. Despite what he be saying on national TV and how stupid he be sounding, Paul Pierce is one of the greatest small forwards of all time in the league. I mean, of all time. I don't know why I say in the league like that. I guess, yeah. Anyway, uh, he's led that Boston Celtics team since he's been since he was drafted. They had some years where they didn't make, or probably didn't make the playoffs, or wasn't really competitive. But at the same time, 2000, I believe it was 2002, that Paul Pierce uh, and and Tom Antoine Walker was part of the Boston Celtics that almost that went to the Eastern Conference Finals were probably a game or two away from the NBA Finals and that would have been huge for Paul Pierce's career especially early early on you know especially for him but of course that didn't happen he didn't make the NBA Finals until 08 when he when they formed the Big Three but despite out of Big Three he was the Finals MVP for that seat for that series. He's always been real clutch, known as the truth, of course. He's a, he's a great player. He was a great player throughout his time. And like like I said, he says a lot of dumb things when he's on TV. So people like make fun of him and trash is trying to trash his career. But you gotta but take him, <laughs> keep him off of TV and go look back at them highlights of his careers. Some of these game matchups, especially against a young LeBron James, even prime LeBron when he was Miami and it Paul Pierce is something special, you know. He went up against some of the best players throughout the league. I got to remember that. He's been around. He was around for a very, very long time. He played against some of the greatest players in their primes like that. It's just these players, like I said, they're in their primes and stuff, and they got better, and they're better than what Paul Pierce ended up ending his career with. But all in all, he's number 10. Paul Pierce is great. Don't sleep on Paul Pierce. That's all I'm saying. At number 9, this could be controversial, but... I had to match him up with Paul Pierce, and I felt like this player was better than Paul Pierce. It's Kawhi Leonard. Very, 
he has a very strange NBA career is because he's not in your face talking to the media like that. He's really quiet and he's to himself. So he's one of those players that I know back then, I think 2016, 2017, 2018, something crazy like that. People were trying to market Kawhi Leonard like, can this guy really be the face of the NBA? And some people's like, nah, I don't see him being the face of the NBA. It's because he doesn't show emotions like that. He's not, oh man, look at Kawhi Leonard. He like he slams dunks on somebody's face and then he just goes back on defense like a robot. So that's always been a running joke that he's like a robot getting upgrades or whatever. And that's just Kawhi Leonard. But overall, his career, let's pay attention to his career. Let me help y'all out, just in case you didn't know. Two-time NBA champion, two-time Finals MVP. He's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. He's been a multiple-time All-Star, multiple-time All-Defensive, multiple-time All-NBA player. And right now, he's trying to win his third championship on his third team quicker than LeBron James has in his career. No disrespect to LeBron, I'm just saying. Very strange, different players. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was brought up into that San Antonio system where... I can make, I'm going to make a video about the San Antonio Spurs one day because that, that has to be talked about. I heard, shout out to the NBA Storyteller and Dom2K for their podcast, the Domcast. It's on Spotify, iTunes, different things like that. So go go listen to them talk about basketball. They got more in-depth, especially the NBA Storyteller. Life is in-depth. But the Spurs, but that Spurs system and that Spurs team, I, I definitely got to talk about that. Watching them and paying attention to them since I've been a basketball fan. But Kawhi Leonard's been in that system and they're like to themselves. They're quiet, but they dominate the league year in. They was dominating the league year in, year out. And they're just building, molding the next best player for their organization. And Kawhi Leonard was a part of that organization. And then he became, he wasn't even supposed to be what he is now. It just happened. It's like it's overnight or something. Like we had the big three Spurs of Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, and then they're slowly moving out. Lamarcus Aldridge comes in. Kawhi Leonard is supposed to be the second best player to Lamarcus Aldridge, but instead Kawhi takes that another jump over Lamarcus Aldridge, and it's like now Lamar Kawhi is leading this team as the best player, and his part his partner is Lamarcus Aldridge, and not the other way around. And then the 2018 fiasco really messed up a lot of people on Kawhi Leonard's take because of his injury. Hey, whether or not he was in, what if he was injured for that amount of time or he didn't want to play with the Spurs, it, to me, that don't matter. I don't really care. The fact is, he left, he got off the team, he went to the Toronto Raptors and picked up exactly where he left off in 2017, except this time it ended with an NBA championship. Gave the Raptors their first and only NBA championship at this moment. Now, he's part with the Los Angeles Clippers, once again, trying to give this organization an NBA championship it never had. And making them a legit championship team outside of the Lob City era. But I, we can make another video about the Lob City Clippers. The plan is to make a video about all 30 NBA teams, eventually, one by one. But... I had to pair him up with Paul Pierce, like I said, and look at them. And right now, I'll say Kawhi Leonard is better. Is, even Paul Pierce said it himself, so I was like, you know what? I'm taking Paul Pierce's word. <laughs> Thank you, Paul Pierce. You made this ten times easier. So Kawhi Leonard is number nine. You can argue some other, somebody else between those two players, but yeah, I'll 
them, <laughs> hey, them facts gonna be really difficult to dis dis discuss. I'm just saying. At number eight is Rick Barry. He used to play for the Golden State Warriors. I believe it was the seventies and eighties. I know he won a championship with the Golden State Warriors. I think it was nineteen seventy-five. Quote me on that. Uh, seventy-five, maybe. I want to say that. I think that was their first and only championship up until the Splash Brothers eras, I would say. And I'm not going to lie. I think he was just a pure scorer. I'm, I'm not 100% too sure about Rick Barry. only reason why he's like at number eight and not higher or lower is because I don't know much about him. I'm not going to lie. That was 70s and 80s. I never researched Rick Barry as I do X amount of other players. But from what I'm understanding, he was a monster scorer. He led that Warriors team to a championship, Finals MVP. I'll take it. <laughs> that's all. That's all. If you, that's that's good enough for me. I don't. <laughs> sometimes these lists becomes that. I'm like cool because I don't know no, nothing else about him. I haven't researched that guy. And not only that, a lot of people had uh, a lot of articles and stuff had him. I think top five at least. Top five. Sometimes six or seven. It was really. Interesting. I was like, I'm not putting him that high because I feel like other players were better, but I'm not 100% sure on that. At number seven is John Havoc. <laughs> I can't say his last name like that. Boston Celtics legend, Hall of Famer that played. He played with Will. He played with Bill Russell back in the 60s, and he also led the Boston Celtics to a couple championships in the 70s, also. So if you're wondering where some of y'all championships came from, Boston fans. Mr. Havoc did that for y'all. Uh, he was was a role player early in his career for the Boston Celtics, of course, before Bill Russell and them started moving out. He started taking over the reins, and he became a monster scorer, defender, rebounder, assist guy. And then next year, you know it, they got a championship again. And he's the Finals MVP. Between him and Rick Barry, I wouldn't. I I pick him because why not? I ain't going to lie. I have no clue. I assume he, he had to be one of the best players in Boston Celtics histories because of his reign of a champion and stuff like that. But him and Rick Barry, flip-flop. You can flip-flop those two. But I'm not going to flip-flop. It's number six. It's Elgin Baylor. Rest in peace. He just passed away this year. I think last week or two weeks ago. But one of the Lakers' all-time greatest players. He didn't win it. See, that's an argument for him is whether or not he is allowed to have that 1972 championship or not. The one that Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, and Gail Goodrich won. Uh, some people say he is a champion. Other people say he's not a champion because he only played, I think, nine games before he retired. But I don't know if... The thing is, I don't know if the rules changed from back then to where it is like it is now. Like, right now, I know players on teams, they... Let's say, I think DeMarcus Cousins is an example. He was with the Lakers last year, and then they cut him around the trade deadline or something like that. And then once he got cut, they, when they won, a, they won the championship that year, I believe he still gets that championship ring. He's still a champion, I believe. But I don't know if he accepted the championship ring or not. Same thing with Anderson Virgil back in 2017. No, 2016, he was with the Cavaliers for half the season, got cut. The Warriors picked him up, and it didn't matter who won the championship because he got a, he got a championship ring. So it does. So it did not matter who won. 
I don't know if that same thing happened back then or did they have a different rule where if you're on a team and the team goes on to win the championship, no matter how many games you played or whatever, you stick at the championship or not. I, I have no clue. I have no clue. Somebody have to research that. I'm not. But he's on this list. Monster rebounder, monster score. The man averaged like he was grabbing 13 to 15 rebounds as a 6'5 small forward. That's ridiculous. That's how Russell West. That's like a Russell Westbrook, but two inches taller. That's crazy. And he was the lead of the Los Angeles Lakers. Him and Jerry West was. And that's the duo partner that led the Lakers team to so many runs and so many finals. But they could never get that one championship. He's 0-8 in the finals, I believe. Yeah, 0-8 or 0-7 in the finals. I mean, that's what happens when you play against these legendary teams back in the day. I know a lot of y'all make jokes like, oh, we should just make the teams 10 teams. But it's like, you know, despite those 10 teams, people still, people who you think are going to win a championship still would not win that championship. You're literally playing the great, the best players every single time in the NBA Finals. There's a reason why Bill Russell has 11 championship rings and some of these, and these other players back then only have one or two. They literally had to go up and play against Bill Russell's team, Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. And it's just difficult to win. It's just that simple. But he, I got him at six. So let's recap again. Ten, uh, Paul Pierce. Nine, Kawhi Leonard. Eight, Rick Barry. Seven, John Havich. And six, Elgin Baylor. At number five, I got Scottie Pippen. I think he's a top five small forward of all time. Despite me ranting on his single season, leading the Bulls to a playoff to 55 wins. Outside of that, he is the Michael. He's the Bashley. He basically became the Robin to Jordan's Batman, which is perfect for a player like that because it took him time to adjust his game. When he came into the league, he was known as a guy who can do everything on the court. Well, he he gets. He gets part of the Bulls organization where a player like Michael Jordan is exactly what Scottie Pippen is, except Scottie Pippen is taller. And somebody's already running the show, so it's not like he can run the show himself. But being a second-best player that can run the show, that's even better. Uh, better def- uh, Longer wingspan for better defense and things like that. He never won a defensive player of the year, but I'm pretty sure he was all NBA defense every single year, I would assume, throughout the 90s. I don't rank him higher than five, mainly because he started, I think, in my personal opinion, he started uh, decreasing after their fourth championship or so, fourth or fifth championship. He started holding backwards, I guess you can say, you know, watch The Last Dance on Netflix. If you still haven't watched it, you need to watch it. That plays into some of the factors about Scottie Pippen. Um, Probably trying to get out the shot of Jordan also, trying to win another championship without him or whatever, and that just didn't work out. Ironically, same thing with Jordan, but that's a different story. But I got him at five. I think he's probably one of the greatest small forward defenders of all time. I know he, uh, in an interview when it came to the 73 and 9 Warriors, he said he'll take the assignment on guarding uh, guarding uh, Steph Curry because of his range and his quickness and all that. He said he would have loved to have to guard him. That would have been very interesting to watch if these two teams could have collided in a fictional real basketball world as I, as I like to say at number four I got Dr. J Julius Irvin now I know a lot of people like why you got this guy at number four well this is where the ABA rules and stuff come in 
Julius Irvin's prime was in the NBA. He won a championship there. He wants he had some MVPs there. He was a fantastic, probably the face of the ABA at that time frame before the NBA and NBA and ABA combined together. And then he comes over to the NBA. He still gets another final. He's get, he gets another NBA uh, MVP and another championship. So the guys like a three-time MVP holder, two-time champion, one-time Finals MVP, monster numbers throughout both times or whatever. But his career was definitely cut shorter because of his early times with the ABA. I think if he started in the NBA from the very beginning, his career would definitely look something different. Uh, probably the Brooklyn Nets' greatest player of all time, in my personal opinion. Uh, like I said, he's number four. That include, like I said, that includes the side stuff. At number three, very controversial because of what he's doing right now in the NBA. But it's whatever. It's Kevin Durant. I don't care what you say. I said I don't care for what he does outside the outside of the uh, media problems and stuff. It's all what he does on the court. And why y'all complaining, thinking, saying he's weak for joining the Warriors, weak for building a super team in Brooklyn. The whole idea of basketball is to win an NBA championship. Nowhere in the rule, nowhere in the on the rules, it says you cannot win a championship by teaming up with people. Y'all say it's an unwritten rule, but I guarantee you when y'all go out to y'all gyms and parks and play basketball and one of the guys on your team sucks and then your guy shows up, what you do? Hey, we gonna let you, Hey, we don't want you on our team no more. We want that guy. Why you want that guy? Well, that's my homie, and he's better than you. That's the same thing you do in the NBA. That's legitimately the same thing. Don't lie and say it's not. It is. It's exactly what you do. Right now, Kevin Durant's career... Two-time NBA champion, two-time Finals MVP. He has an MVP. He's been a 50-40-90 clubber. He's been All-NBA team every every single year that he's healthy for. He's been unstoppable. He's like a seven-foot guard. He has handles like a guard. He plays 2017-2018 was his highlight of his defensive years somehow. And right now, with his team, despite him not playing, he should play. He should be playing soon again. It depends on when y'all hear this. He should be back on the court. Probably not. Who knows? He should be playing again. Kevin Durant has literally been the second best player in the NBA behind LeBron James. And that's no exaggeration. Eventually, I don't know when y'all going to start, start doing this. But whenever, let's say if he ends his career with three to uh, four to five championships, what y'all going to three? Okay. Let's say three, two, five championships. You can cry all you want to about what, he, how he did it. At the end of the day, he got them championships, and literally, that's all. That's all we care about. That's what y'all care about. That's what I care about. That's what he cares about. That's what all NBA players care about. Naturally, that's all they care about. Some of them just playing just to play the game and make money. But eventually, sometimes in their head, they're like, "Man, maybe I should have done this and this different." Don't know, don't care. Kevin Durant to me, third greatest shooting small forward of all time. At number two, Larry Bird. For a while, I had him at number one, but now Larry Bird is number two. A guy who, through, uh, in his prime, was averaging, let me think, I think it was 26 points, 10 rebounds, and about six assists a game for three to four or five years straight before his back injury. 
And that's the only thing that slowed Larry Bird from probably accomplishing more throughout his NBA career was he got injured. And it was his back out of everything else. Uh, one of the best, greatest Celtics player of all time. One of the best three-point shooters of all time somehow. <laughs> um, one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. He's basically, if you ever wondering what Larry Bird looked like in the league today, Luka Doncic, legitimately. Magic Johnson even say, I think they even said in an article when it was Lakers versus Celtics that Larry Bird is just Magic Johnson playing in the East. And that's just facts right there. There's nothing else to say about it. Uh, he's one of the players that had three MVPs back-to-back-to-back in a row. Three NBA championships, of course. A legendary career. Nothing else to say. And, of course, number one, we all know who it is. You shouldn't be surprised. It's LeBron James. The man, look, look at the man's resume, man. It's not saying he ain't clutch, man. He's clutch. He make basketball decisions the correct way. Not all the time you need to take the last shot, no matter what. Sometimes, after a while, you just got to look, see, and destroy. The man's been a monster. Right now, he's injured, but he should be back. I don't know when he's supposed to be back, quite honestly. Like I said, by the time y'all hear this, I don't know. He, I highly doubt he'll be back. But I know he's trying to work on his way to get back to the league, uh, get back into the playing again because watching that Lakers team suffer without him is it's embarrassing. But three, uh, four-time NBA champion, four-time Finals MVP, uh, four, four MVPs. He's literally done everything besides win Defensive Player of the Year, quite honestly. He's done a lot. Always all-star. Seems like he don't have an end to his prime. Well, it's very noticeable about different things throughout his career. But some people say he's just activating different forms of himself, you know. He had the early LeBron James, which was his first stint in Cleveland. The carry, the carry uh, version of him where he was just carrying horrible teams to the playoffs, one to the finals. Then you have the absolute monster prime of him in Miami Heat where he was just ducking on everybody. Non-stop freight train. Couldn't stop him no matter who you are. Then you have the second stint in Cleveland where he was post-championship. Now I'm learning how to shoot better. LeBron James. And then you have Lakers LeBron James right now, which is like could be his final form. (laughs) Could be the old age LeBron James that slowed down. You know, he's not the same. He's building up for the playoffs more than he's doing anything else. And then he unleashed all his powers in the uh, playoffs and finals or whatever. So, And LeBron, like I said, LeBron realistically have a chance to be in the GOAT here soon, sooner or la- uh, sooner than later. He's breaking records. It's, hardly, it's real hard to stop LeBron James and what he's doing in his NBA career. But that's, that's it. Let me go through the top 10 one last time. At number 10, it's Paul Pierce. Number 9 is Kawhi Leonard. Number eight, Rick Barry. Number seven, John Havich. Number six, Elgin Baylor. Number five, Scotty Pippen. Number four, Julius Irvin. Number three, Kevin Durant. Number two, Larry Bird. And number one, LeBron James. That is it for the small fours list. We got two more. We took down three. We got two more positions to do. And then that's it. I'm not I'm at the end at the end. I'm not sitting up here and finding out the top. 50 players of all time, y'all y'all do that. I'm not doing that. You can do that. You can fix that list. I'm not doing that. That's too much work. That's it. That's the end of this podcast, and I'll catch y'all next time.